Hey everybody, welcome back to Nerd to the Third, episode 12. Your stop for video games, movies, and nerd culture. Today we're bringing you the Power of Three with your hosts, Nick, Nate, and the ever-rotating third chair, the one that killed all the rebels, Jeffrey. What up, what up, what up? How's it going? Right, Someone even call you the Brooklyn bad boy. Oh, yeah, that was the throw off guard. I don't have my usual intro. Um, <laughs> I'm killing all the rebels. Wild, wild. Alrighty. Uh, so quick grinding before we get started. TX3 Productions on Twitter, or you can go to ThreatX3 Productions on Facebook if you're on Facebook, or just ThreatX3 Productions and add at gmail.com on the back back of that and you're good to go um also a quick reminder everybody it is currently the month of sharing so if you share this and any of our tweets that go out um then you know you'll be entered into our giveaway uh so far we haven't had any um so i'm not sure uh, uh if you share it straight from itunes there's a chance that we might not see that you share it so if you do just make sure to go to our Go to our TX3 Productions, ThreadX3 Productions on Facebook, or you can just email us like a picture like, hey, I shared it. So, um. And I care. I'm going <laughs> to use this joke until the, <laughs> September's over. The more you share, the more I care. If you don't share, then I don't care. Nobody cares. All right, so we're, we're going to get right into it. Let's just jump into it with X3 Reacts. So, all right, so what are we going to be reacting to this week? I think it's pretty obvious what we're going to react to this week. Blackout finally got its trailer. Um, I want to know everybody's hype level, 1 to 10, Jeffrey. That's, I mean, honestly, I'd give it a uh, 8.3 of 10 hypes. We're not a 100-point scale. Don't be a jackass. <laughs> I find 8.5. Are we at least a 20 point scale? At, uh, how many points? Yeah, doing? let's go 20 point. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm really hyped to see what how they're going to include zombies. Um, like, right. I mean, I know they said with the whole zombie Aries and stuff and the monkey bomb they showed, but just is that going to like work? Is that is that going to like flow well? You know? Right, right. So, Nate, what's what's your height level? Hype level? Well, I honestly didn't hear what you said because I just blacked out with how much hype I have for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, like it, I, hey, I, I didn't agree feeling... to that. What's up? I didn't agree to that. You said in all seriousness. I didn't agree to that. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, I knew it was going to be cool. Right. But like I had a feeling because we've talked about before, even though people like to just make fun of Call of Duty, Call of Duty makes quality like quality products yeah premium like, premium it's i mean it's a premium game for sure and blackout looks to be no exception i mean it looks polished like yeah. it looks like it, it looks like they really took the time to figure out how to get this to work right and um i think the map itself looks super cool like i'm excited about nuketown island of course oh, right um i <sighs> My hype level for Black Ops 4 before this was just kind of like very lukewarm. It was very room temperature, you know. I wasn't too hot. I wasn't too cold. I was just like, you know, I'm going to play it, you know, and just 
I just wasn't sure if it was going to be like, was it going to be week one? Was it going to be month one purchase? What was it going to be? After Blackout trailer, this made it a day one purchase for me. Um, I, I think that the coolest thing about it is that, you know, it's like, it's like PUBG. They have all their areas, and over time, people have gained this affinity for all the different areas. You know, I don't know. They're all in Spanish, so I, I, and personally, I haven't played them, so I wouldn't be able to tell you, but it's like, let's say there's a carnival over here, or there's a gas station over here, and people have gained this really good nostalgia because they've played so many hours of PUBG. Same thing for Fortnite. People have gained this affinity for... Um, Tilted Towers or Salty Springs or, you know, all the other alliterations that they've come up with. And people have gained that over time. But my first time dropping into, like, Salty Springs or, you know, or, or like... Flush Factory. There you go. The, like, the junk junkyard or not the junkyard uh toilet i don't know see i can't even really remember them how how much is that telling you about it you know so what makes this huge for me huge is that there are so many things on this map that it's just like i have such uh, a place like in my heart because like one of my favorite call of duties of all time agree with me or disagree is black ops 2 and there's solid, solid. A, there's a couple of really good maps on here from Black Ops 2. So well, yeah. so w- one thing that kind of goes back to what I said about it being polished is I, I sent this in, in one of the Discord groups. I mean, I think, Jeff, I think it was the PS Best Friends one. But um, <laughs> but here I, I'm going to go suck and drift, Drifter's dick again. He made a uh, reaction video that was actually pretty funny because it used that classic Vince McMahon footage of him freaking out um but it showed he broke down how it showed in the trailer when the like the enclosing circle is Mm -hmm. is you know closing in when you're in that field it's actually the nova gas from black ops one and when you're in the field you start start to see the numbers like the numbers yes i saw the numbers and i'm like yes please i know there's just there's so much about this trailer that is like I mean, first off, the the song selection was just like freaking dope. Oh yeah, and it oh, yeah. just like it's it really set the tone for it's like expect something awesome because you're gonna get it, you know. And it's just, I mean, yeah. Now, I mean, to jump back onto what you were saying, Nick. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, people played Fortnite, PUBG, school, or Tilted Towers became these uh, like locations people are fond of. But now, like Blackout has such a leg up. These are locations, you know, you don't have to build this affinity toward them over time. Mm-hmm. They're literally, like, staples in, like, video game culture since 2010. You know, everyone knows exactly. Newtown, firing yeah. range. Like, you're jumping into it already having, uh, like, attachment to, to these areas. So I think right. that's, like, right at, like, people would think, like, oh, I don't think it's going to really take off black or whatever. I'm like, dude, these are, like, locations people know already. You know? 100% already. firing Dang. range is becoming tilted towers. 100%. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Um, and see, there. not only that, but then there's, like, there's really cool things, like, uh, on Array. If you look at one of the screenshots that you get from Array, the diner and the gas station from Transit are right next to it. So it's not just, like, they're taking the maps and they're just, here it is. 
instead they're actually like taking bits and pieces and lore i guess from like the call of duty you know lineage and it's just throwing it right in there and it looks so good like nuketown the actual nuketown is like one corner of the island so now we get to see like what does the rest of that island look like um yeah it actually kind of uh, oddly reminds me of like uh breath of the wild legend of zelda yeah. It, with, okay. You know how Breath of the Wild had all these Easter eggs and stuff around, like, oh, there's Lon Lon Ranch. That's like, here's this other area from Majora's or something, you know? Um, and like, because I, mean, I bet there's going to be tons of different Easter egg areas that, Definitely. you know, aren't labeled on the map, but it's like, wow, this is the lamp from uh, Nocturne Toon or something, you know? Just like mm. small things like that. Like, this yeah. is going to be a insane map. Like, and that's, I think, one of the best things about Blackout. So yeah. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you guys this. Yeah. What are your, I guess, pick two? The two of the places on this map that you're, that you're the most excited about or the places you're going to frequent the most? That's a good question. Um, um, I'm definitely Jeffrey, most excited for, for yeah. Asylum. Uh, I mean, yes. shooting zombies, zombies drop, zombie-based loot. I mean, they and the weapon, the, there's a melee weapon in this, and they said it's from zombies. I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, it could be the sword from Black Ops 3. It could be yeah. the staffs. Using the staff as a melee, that'd be interesting. Interesting, um, yeah. Ooh, or sword. I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, Asylum is definitely going to be, I think, my first drop. Definitely. I don't know if it's going to be the place I frequent, but definitely the first drop. Yeah. And what's your number two? Um, honestly, and then I'm going to have to go Lighthouse from Call of the Dead. They oh, have the Lighthouse, yeah. and they have the little house next to it that houses PhD Flopper and the... Uh, the main crew when you're doing that Easter egg. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I think they said that one's going to have zombies in it as well. So that lighthouse, both of the zombie locations, of course. Right. Um, but then f- frequent, I think, yeah, I'm definitely going to try fucking around with uh, firing range, you know, g- dropping there first. Like, you know, when you're yeah. just jumping the tilted towers type match a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think firing range and Rivertown, like they're close enough together. That definitely kind of like what uh, Nate was saying. And the fact that that's going to be the tilted towers because they're so close together and there's so much to do there. You know, it's very tightly packed. And I feel like putting that in the center was probably obviously a, a conscious choice of there. Um, but I mean, for me, I, I feel like the obvious answer is Nuketown. So it's like, I almost want to stay away from that for that reason. <laughs> so instead, what I'll do is I'll say Estates and Train Station. Estates is basically Raid, the, the map Raid from Black Ops 2. And Train Station, I'm thinking, is Express from Black Ops 2. And those two are definitely two of my favorite maps from Black Ops. So I think those are definitely two of two stations that I definitely want to go like check out. Yeah. So for me, for me, it kind of sucks because they're on opposite ends, but I think it's also kind of cool that they're on opposite ends for me. Cargo docks is one Mm -hmm. because cargo was my, one of my favorite maps in black ops too. Yeah. That's another one. So many on that. So many matches on that map. And then estates for sure. Like raid. I really loved raid. Yeah, I just love the layout and I just like the aesthetic of it. When I saw that like red statue in the middle of it, because you know you had you uh, what it was. what's his face, what's his yeah. face sniping from. Woods. I'm like Woods, Woods. thank you. Um, yeah, you see him sniping from. I'm like, oh snap. Um, yeah, I mean like it's 
the only I guess the one of the only things and a couple of people have already brought this up on like other videos and stuff so I don't want to be like copying them necessarily but one thing I do have to agree with the general zeitgeist is the time to kill in the trailer it was like pow 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 and it was just like kill 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 this definitely is going to be a very fast paced game and it's call of duty so you expect that but like what are we thinking about like load time because it's like in call of duty a regular call of duty match it's like you die you just get right back into it so how's it gonna be when you only have one life which granted there are game modes that have that i I understand that but those are like two three minute rounds here we're going have have you played um much of the beta uh this summer no i have not oh okay so yeah, so they upped it to 150 the health, and that's gonna right, be the right. in here. And it's it's not as fast as you know your normal Call of Duty, but you know it is still kind of uh, you're dying pretty fast. Um, I wonder if there maybe I don't maybe, maybe it's not one to one damage thing, so it's not like the multiplayer. Maybe you do stay alive longer, so you could have more firefights. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like they have like the the moments in the. Uh, trailer where like there's driving away in a car or something and like another guy's chasing him i can't imagine if it's normal t- uh time to kill like if like you get five bullets off like you probably pretty much could kill a guy easy you know yeah but yeah. uh it will definitely say i mean that'll be interesting yeah just like at the type of at the type at the top of like hydro dam the guy like takes out three guys very quick succession he's got like the snap two going on and everything and so it's like uh yeah i mean i'm just worried about like how fast if, if i do die how fast am I going to get back into the into the match? Can I just right. you know click square and it automatically puts me into another queue? I don't have to because that's one thing like I don't like about Fortnite. When you die, you have to hold down circle for like two three seconds, and then you go back out to the ma- main menu, and then you can press triangle immediately if you want to, and then but then you're put into. Yeah, I, a, I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect uh, shorter than Fortnite. So I mean, yeah, like, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, what do we think yeah. about the vehicles? Very cool. I, think, I like. Yeah. yeah, they're really experimenting with them. Uh, the having... cargo truck, I think, for sure is is the biggest one. The fact that you can carry a bunch of people and also use it for supply drops yeah. and just storing equipment in, like that, I think, is a game changer in itself. Yeah, yeah, and like how you could walk around while it's moving. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like that's like straight out of uh, zombies with the tank. And um, what else could you walk around on? And there's several things in zombies, but like that's definitely gonna change it up. That you're not like locked into a seat, you know? Yeah, I mean that's definitely one thing about like Battlefield's a good example. Like if you get on a tank, if you like just jump on a tank because you're like screwing off or whatever, if it drives off, your body just like naturally falls off, and it's like I don't know, it's just always something that just bugs me. Whereas like this, them being able to go prone or get back up and you know shift around as they're moving, that's definitely definitely interesting. It's like it's more realistic and so i wonder if you could just jump out that way or like you have to hit a button now you're in like a little zone you know and there's like invisible walls or something Um, yeah i don't know well boys we we have one more day to find out yeah yeah tomorrow out or tonight technically or no because they did the it probably tonight for you but (laughs) some people (laughs) have to work (laughs) um no yeah i'm excited i mean who knows if it even runs? Maybe you know. Maybe we get in there yeah. right now, like tomorrow, and it's just like broken. You know, like the textures, like it's oh, PUBG it's, on Xbox it, type thing. Who knows? 
It's that definitely I mean, going to be a trailer. It's not, that was a gameplay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's definitely going to be broken. People are going to break the hell out of it because I feel like people are are going to want to see it. You know, so I just hope that it being broken isn't going to turn a lot of people off because it's like, of course, it's going to be broken. Do you know how many millions of people are going to be trying it out? Like, it's going to be broken. And, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I hope that's not why everybody, oh, well, it sucked. Well, no shit, it's going to suck. There's going to be like, I don't know. There's going to be so many millions of people hopping on at once. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I honestly, like, I wish I, I'm in between jobs. I just started this new job. So it's like, you know, I, I, I don't even have like the $5. We had to go turn in a bunch of DVDs just so I could have enough gas to go to work tomorrow, basically. So it's like, I, I want to do the beta so badly. So I'm just going to have to put up with, we'll just like, pre-order on Amazon. You don't yeah, have to pay. And then cancel. Yeah. yeah. What? Seriously? Yeah, pre-order, pre-order on Amazon, get the code, and then you can cancel the pre-order if you don't Pro want it. Because it doesn't charge you like the chips. automatically. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you just changed my entire life. Okay. So you'll so, be playing it, yeah. <laughs> so let us know, guys, what is your hype level? Um, were you excited for Black Ops before, and now you are more or less? Let us know down in the comments or at tx3 productions on twitter up next we're gonna get right into the weekly grind all right rika grind is our time to talk about what have we been playing watching what have we been binging on tv so jeff what have you been up to balls deep in destiny 2 forsaken the new expansion to destiny 2 um really really pouring uh hours into that um did a review over on a story review so i mean silence your cell phones please we're doing doing that (laughs) because yeah no forsaken has so much content in it um gambit entire pvp ve mode the story, uh, two whole new areas, and then a raid that didn't come out yet. So kind of breaking my review into like pieces. Uh, you could also find a written review on nygamecritics.com. But um, the story is great. I really enjoyed it gameplay-wise. K dies as part of the marketing, everything. Um, at the end of it, I really didn't like... I, I didn't. There was no reason for him to die. Besides him just being in front of Aldrin. Like... Anyone could have died there. There's no something. There's nothing unique or specific about that. That's I thought that was uh, pretty lame, to be honest. Yeah, but, Nathan Fillion was getting too expensive. I mean, I thought Nolan North did a like an amazing job at copying his voice. Like it straight up sounds like an imp- like a perfect impression to me. I mean, Anthony Macos on PS Best Friends said uh, otherwise, but I don't know. I thought he was a great. Wait, Nolan uh, North Fillion. did the voice this time. Yeah, Nolan North was the voice of uh, Cade and um, Ghost in uh, this. I mean, he only had like 10 lines, I guess, really. Well, so, Nick, I-, I remember hearing about this not too long ago. They, um, It may have been while he was shooting the rookie, but uh, he said that he wasn't able to. I didn't know it was actually for Forsaken. I thought it was for later things, but he said that he wasn't going to be able to voice Cade like, coming up. <laughs> I guess because scheduling reasons. Yeah, totally scheduling. It wasn't like they, like they wanted him to, but. Um, huh. I didn't know that. So, <laughs> so Jeff, on 
I think it was uh, two uh, at least last episode of the episode before last of the of your podcast. P.S. Best friends, you guys got into like a argument about Forsaken. You know, when it comes to like uh, pr- the price and things like that. I'm not going to so get into stupid. that. that I'm not going to get into that. But <laughs> I do have a question for you because I got to thinking about it. People would say that it's smart that they that Bungie and PlayStation gave Destiny Two away for PS Plus this this month in hype for Forsaken. But if they get it for free, they can't just buy Forsaken outright, right? Because it's not going to come with the first two expansions. Wait, what? Yeah, you can't buy. Yeah, so it, if you just got Destiny Two for free because like you're a PlayStation Plus member. You have to, and you want to play the new content. You have to buy the Destiny 2 Legendary Collection, uh, I'm which sure would called. come with the game anyway. Which comes with the game, but I mean, honestly, like, well, how does that make a difference? You know, it's well, that, that was just my a thing. Like, big yeah. difference. Yeah. I just talked well, about how I had to have, I had to go pawn something just to get gas. <laughs> but I'm saying it's not like they're offering a version without it, so it's not really right. like there's really no comparison. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I remember when they did Taken King, they did like a forty dollar version that came with all three com- expansions. And, and that also was came sp- with the game. Also came with the game. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the one no, I got. No, 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 no. They the sixty dollar was the game and all three expansions. Then there was a Taken King thirty nine ninety nine version that was just the expansions. Uh, no, nah, I couldn't have been. I mean, the Taken King was forty dollars. Yeah, I did buy a Taken King for. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did the same thing, and st- whatever, sixty dollars for Curse of Osiris, Warmind, and Forsaken is worth it. I mean, Curse yeah, of Osiris, no, of yeah. course, has its issues. But, I'm, I mean, I'm not, it brings up the question, yeah, how, is Destiny really worth it? And then jumping <laughs> back to what my opinions on Forsaken are, and completely, this thing has so much content, the eight barons, all unique, very unique boss fights, um, all the gameplay in the, like, I shot on the story a little with, with K dying unnecessarily, uh, but all the gameplay is, like, top-notch, some of Bungie's best. You want that old Halo style, there's a mission that literally feels like a Halo mission, um, nice, you nice. want new, innovative, like unique, like gunfights? It's it's really in Forsaken, and um, I think they just did a stellar job with this. And yeah. for anyone jumping into Destiny for the first time, great package. Yeah, that, it's it sounds like it. And Forsaken, when I get a chance, whenever I get through Destiny two, anyway, uh, like the main campaign, because I still haven't finished it. Don't say <laughs> Nick. I don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> um, it sounds like it is, but that was just my main question: is if the really main reason if you didn't have the previous uh expansions uh i was just curious if it was smart for them to have destiny 2 be free even though the way to play forsaken if they didn't have it before is to get the 60 dollars version which comes with the game anyway right you, see, you get what i'm saying yeah it's, kind of, I that, think, yeah, that was, yeah, it's definitely confusing Shit. it's definitely confusing silence um, your cell phones please all right freaking siri hit me up <laughs> uh, um <laughs> It's definitely confusing for people who are like, "Oh, I have this." Why, like, uh, like that don't really know much about it. PS Plus gave them free. I have this. This other thing says it includes something I have. Why would I buy that? You know, right. I have that thing. It's like I totally get how it's confusing, um, but I. Uh, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. It. It's even more confusing <laughs> if you pre-ordered um, Spider-Man through Best Buy with the GCU. You got Destiny Two for free. What? Yeah. Yeah. A physical copy, yeah. What yep. the hell? Yeah. And you don't have to pay anything for that, by the way. My co-host, Miguel, bought a pre-ordered, and on Best Bay, they don't charge you until they ship either, pre-ordered uh, Battlefield Five, and um, they sent him Destiny. 
So he literally <laughs> just got it without spending a dollar. Wow. Jesus Christ. Now, I'll definitely be the, the voice of, you know, treason. Angry consumer. <laughs> Shut up. Um, what does that say about it? That they're just like, just here, just take it. We promise. We promise you'll like it. <laughs> well, so I'll, I'll answer just before Jeff does. Like, I, I see what Jeff is saying, and I've seen this stuff from, from Forsaken. And it does honestly sound like they have fixed a lot from since it was first launched. So, yeah, so then why... You know, and I'll I'll definitely be that person. I don't mind being that person, but it's like, but why is that okay? The exact same thing happened with the Taken King. And the main thing I'm worried about, the main thing I'm going to, you know, white knight, is that what about Destiny three? What if Destiny three comes out? Like, is everybody just gonna buy it again? Because they're like, oh, they fixed it. It's like, well, yeah. So did they did the same thing for Destiny? So take- I would not be surprised at all. If Destiny Three has the same exact uh, situation with uh, odd launch or whatever, and it takes them a year to come with the expansion that changes, I would not be surprised. But yeah, is it acceptable? I don't know. Not, not really. I mean, yeah, in the sense that the base game is still fun, and there's still you know at the end of the day, it is still a good game, and though it still has a lot of downsides, like that's like when Destiny Two came out, uh, it was still fun to play. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just so weird to to be put to be put through the ringer over and over again, and just you know, it's unfortunate that people just kind of let it happen. As far as it's like, well, I'm gonna buy it because I'm gonna buy it, and you know, it's like I don't know. I'll it's, be honest. I do that with Call of Duty. Like before, like even after. I know, all but when shit. when has Call of Duty had a bad Call of Duty, and not well, bad, not bad in the sense. Ghost warfare. Hold yeah. on. Not bad in the sense that, like, like people didn't like it, but bad in the sense that it was broken. It was, like, unbalanced and stuff like that. I feel like Ghost, like, I didn't like the universe that they were trying to do in Advanced Warfare. Kind of the same thing. I didn't like the universe they were, but the gameplay of Call of Duty is always, is always, like, top-notch one one year after another and after another the only one i i would give an example of and i will say would probably be infinite warfare not only because infinite warfare's um multiplayer just wasn't very good i mean sure it worked and it didn't have any problems with it apart from some small balancing stuff but the game just wasn't fun but the in in comparison to destiny which it actually isn't because it's more with how they put it out but definitely the whole you can only get the modern warfare remastered with infinite warfare and i know why they did that is because they knew infinite warfare wasn't going to sell right but that's that's the biggest thing in recent memory i can think of call of duty actually kind of fucking up to the fans kind of like how a lot of people think destiny have as well but i honestly think that we've just hit a point where in my personal opinion we've hit a point where especially with a lot of hardcore destiny fans jeff you can uh, you can vouch for this or not um it's just kind of one of those things now like you kind of expect it and so i guess since you expect it it's not nearly as egregious that could be wrong but right but didn't yeah like- i mean yeah it's i get what you're saying that like since it's expected we we think of it differently you know like if it the first time it happened we thought about it differently but i don't know 
I guess. I, I good another good example from from my perspective is like EA. EA is like finally getting to a point where I feel like they're starting to pay for their sins because it's like they tried a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more each time until finally Battlefront 2 came out. It's like, oh, now we finally had enough, and so now, you know, there's... The so whole... when is Destiny going to hit that wall, basically? Yeah, exactly. Like, when is enough going to be enough? Because see, it's I like... That. I mean, we yeah, we can talk down Call of Duty all we want, but the point is that it at least works. Is it the greatest thing? You know, no, and sometimes they don't hit the mark 100%. But as far as gameplay, and I mean, you can say the same thing about Bungie, I guess... Um, but as far as gameplay, you know, Call of Duty is right there. But Destiny isn't just about the gameplay. It's about the grind. It's about the social aspect of it. And so when certain things are just being, you know, pummeled into the ground, it's like, I don't know. Like, I guess another really good uh, comparison would be like Division 2. Division 2 mm-hmm. comes out. And I feel like from everything I've seen, it looks like they're taking things that they've learned from the, you know, year two of Division, and they're making sure to build on that rather than let's go back to the original and build up again. Because it's like Forsaken might be really dope, but it might also just be another Taken King that took a year to come to fruition. The thing is with that, though, it's totally okay, totally fine, and I'd even encourage in some cases for people to wait and buy it a year later. I, that's what I did with D1. Destiny 1, I didn't buy at launch. I mean, I, I it bought it at really, launch. It I got a 7 on IGN. I mean, it didn't really look that interesting at the time. I was traveling a bunch anyways. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'll hold in this game. You know, maybe the saying goes to live world game. They'll update it in 10 year cycle. I'll wait. And then uh, the first Taken King trailer drops at uh, in June 2015 at uh, Sony Z3. I'm like, oh, f- this, you know, this maybe. Uh, Seems like they, they added content and it's worth it. Uh, and then I bought it. It was like one of the best experiences because, you know, I waited that year. Yeah. So I, and I, I, would, you know, I wouldn't really frown upon that either. If you didn't like what Destiny 2 was at launch and didn't want to buy it, wait a year. If you don't like what Destiny 3 is going to be, honestly, I, I'd, I'd say wait a year. Don't buy it at launch. There's, you know. And I mean, it. I feel like that is probably the best thing anybody could do mm-hmm. as far as you know when we're moving forward it's like stop buying it like i i would never want anybody to not buy it like you know in the first year but maybe like in the first couple weeks give it two weeks you know because like there has to be a message sent to people like ea to people like activision when they're so money grubby and everything it's like it's so hard for for bungie and activision to give a rat's ass when destiny 2 just you know, sold so freaking much, you know, and then here we have EA, you know, basically shivering in the corner because of their sales numbers, even though God, 9 million, 9 million, that's not enough. I, I, I will say some, I will say something about destiny Two is the fact that, um, from my experience with it, just from what I played and, and it, when it launched, um, the gameplay, and I was actually kind of surprised with how much lore they ended up being p- putting in there compared to D1. Right. Like, I'm excited. Like, every time I see, like, the, the actual, like, props that they have, like the real-life stuff you can buy on Amazon, like the, um, 
oh god oh the titan shield i'm like that's cool i actually kind of want to buy that you know (laughs) and the lore from the beginning of the game the cutscenes of the game i was like oh this is going to be a good experience Mm -hmm. but my experience was a little tainted because i'd played so much titanfall 2 right before i played destiny 2 and i'm like (laughs) oh this is two different games (laughs) i can't i can't do this right now it's so slow you just slip right off the wall i mean geez I felt like I was walking through mud. <laughs> yeah. Um, so any any other Destiny Forsaken questions you guys have, or any um, any uh, uh, things you guys are curious about on the DLC? Gambit is amazing. The PvPVE mode. It's pretty much just you know two, um, kind of like a what, what's it in? Um, I guess like no, it's not zombie. What the hell is the mode in uh, Halo? Firefight? Is that what it's called? Warzone. I, I mean. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Firefight, Fire. the horde mode, kind yeah. of. So it's yeah. pretty much like two instances of those happening, and That's cool. um, you have to be yeah. While and every time you kill an enemy, they drop something. You have to bank that in a thing. Once you get a certain amount, you huh. uh, summon a boss, and whoever kills that boss first. Oh, um, wins. Okay, now is it whoever kills them? So it could literally be whoever gets the last shot. No, no, no. So they're like... two different. They're two different areas. So. Oh. Um. So- yeah. So do it's you like, interact yeah, two, with each other? Like, maps. can I kill somebody on the other team? So every time you bank twenty-five uh, at every twenty-five interval um, moats, you bank. Um, you could you open up a portal and you could jump into their instance, and then you're an invading player, and Whoa. you have thirty seconds. You could kill them. You know, like you're an enemy in their game, huh. uh, and then of course they could do the same to you. They could kill you right when you uh, jump in, or you know, you spawn in different areas. You're not spawning in the same portal every time. Right. Right. Uh, That's so it's kind of like cool. this asynchronous. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a really um, all of like the aspects are kind of like taken from like it's kind of like a Frankenstein esque like mode. But mm-hmm. I've never seen it put together in this way, and mm-hmm. it is just extremely fun, extremely replayable. Because you know each time you know like oh this time I'm going to be the guy who invades. All right, cool. You you stay in defend or gather moats and yeah. you're banking. Um, it's really fun. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the question: Can you only go one at a time then? Yeah, only one person could invade. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. But you would say Forsaken Forsaken by itself is worth it right now. Now, would you would you say that, because I know there's another version where it comes with basically year two pass or the annual pass or whatever it is, which would you recommend of someone who is interested in Forsaken right now? It's a great question. Um, I would say wait on the annual pass. Uh, I mean, they prove themselves that Forsaken's good. But I really just don't, they haven't, they showed like the themes of them and what they would include in this certain sense. Like there's going to be new strikes. This one's going to have a raid layer. This one's going to have uh, a new area and all that. But in terms of like execution, I don't know if it's going to hit that. I mean, I have high hopes, of course, because I want the game to be the best. High but hopes. and worst case scenario, <laughs> worst case scenario, it would be you just buy the Forsaken and you have to pay like five dollars more for the annual pass. So like it's seventy right now for Forsaken nice. and the annual pass. But mm. the annual pass isn't by itself, so uh, mm. eventually it will be. But I imagine it'll be like five dollars more. So I mean, hell, wait for Christmas; they'll probably be a real good sale. Yeah, yeah I, I bet that's true. Which, see, that's my problem with Destiny Two in a nutshell. I tried to wait for Christmas the first time around, and then they're like, "Ah, microtransactions! It sucks at the end!" and la da da, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'll wait." <laughs> yeah, uh, don't blame me for that. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, also wait now just because there's so many games. Like, I, I I'm not playing Spider-Man. Like, that's just mind-boggling. Yeah, because I'm playing Destiny. Oh, um, that's blasphemy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to bounce off now, guys. Uh, remember, you could find me on Twitter at Mister Brawl ninety six, uh, and check out my podcast, uh, PS Best Friends. That's on all podcast platforms. And where can they find that review? Uh, you could go on YouTube.com and type in uh, PS Best Friends Destiny 2 Review, Destiny 2 Forsaken Review, or just PS Best Friends, you'll find our channel. Right. All right, thanks awesome. for joining us today. Sorry you have to go early. Right. Yeah. Uh, happy holiday, happy new year to all my Jews out there. Rosh Hashanah <laughs> is upon us. Adios. Have a good one. All right, so now that we got rid of the freeloader... What have you been doing, Nate? Um, sadly, not playing Spider-Man, just sitting in the corner crying. <laughs> no, me too. I was like, <laughs> I was planning on it. I'm like, I have it in the budget or whatever. And just, yeah, we have some money that we were supposed to get, but we didn't. So it was like, groceries, yep. rent Spider-Man. Yep. Groceries, Spider-Man. Yep. It's like, maybe what? if I didn't have a three-year-old, I was like, I feel like, you know. Uh, or, just hold that over her head for the next three weeks and be like well maybe I could be playing Spider-Man right now but, but instead I'm I love you girls <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I'm kind of in the same boat and and for anyone else who's married or has a significant other out there do do the right thing oh yeah definitely ask ask <laughs> don't just buy you know what I mean and so that's what I did you know I was out eating with my wife and I said hey baby you were eating your wife no, I was eating with my wife. That was that was later that night. Oh, but, uh, I was <laughs> eating with my wife, and I was like, "So, baby, um, I kind of want to get Spider Man." I was like, "She was like, I was waiting for you to ask me this," and I was like, "I kind of figured." But basically, I was like, "Hey, is it cool if I get it now? If not, then I, because I, I, I was gonna be like, if I can get it, if I get it now, I'll get it through Best Buy with the Gamers Club." I was like, "But if not, then I'll just rent it through GameStop and then pick it up whenever I can." Because with Best Buy and everywhere else, if you pre-order it, you get they charge you for it when it's ready to pick up. Right, right. And so yeah, I, I'm the same way. I had a five. I got a five hundred dollar ticket. I got to finish paying for, and then we've got bills and stuff. So yeah, just wasn't, wasn't just able a, to do it's it. It's a bad month. I mean, like I'm so glad to have this new job because like I actually have a paycheck. Like I'm pretty sure any taxi driver or God forbid Uber or Lyft driver can attest to it's like you know not knowing how much you're gonna get per day can be a little finicky you know yeah and it's like i had the i had the extra bad luck that i wasn't working for uber or lyft i was working for an actual company you know a real freaking job no i'm just kidding <laughs> um, <fired. laughs> um well no i mean like I, I i'm a little bit bitter because yeah when i first started the driving job it was very much like making a lot of money and so now you know four years later uh boise boise's always a little late to the party you know so whenever there's a trend in like california for instance a couple months later like probably six months later is when um boise will start catching on to it i'd feel like uber especially since they had a rocky start uber take at least a year to really catch on so that was pretty much a year of me working as the cab driver i'm like hey this is really good we're doing a really good job and that was just one thing after another and it just it was the decline after that so it's like i'm so happy to have a paycheck 
but I missed out on like two weeks of work. And so, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. I kind of understand that too. Not in the sense of a cab driver, but with my job that I have right now, since some of my pay is determined on commission. Right. um, Cause I get some commission pay. Like I'll get all you listeners. I'll, this is a little private, but I'll go ahead and tell you Uh, my first week out of training because of my day off and how many jobs I got, which wasn't very many, um, by jobs, I mean installs. Uh, my first actual check was like $200 before taxes. Yeah. Yeah. And my same here, actually. Yeah. My check, um, last week was something like 700 and then the one that i'm supposed to be getting this next week is uh, over near a thousand just yeah. because i've gotten more jobs under my belt and yeah. i had some pretty pretty good pretty good uh installs but so that's what i'm kind of waiting for is for when i have some more ex- expendable income because we're also taking a trip coming soon but besides that we're going on a trip and our favorite <laughs> rocket ship <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, what I've actually been doing, uh, a, a couple things. Uh, I've been trying to play some more Horizon because I know I'm not going to play Spider-Man for a little bit. Right. I've so been trying to get that going. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't put too much time to it. I did actually hop on the Battlefield Five beta. Ooh, me too. This is perfect. We can talk about it. So yeah, our difference, our our experience will probably be different. Um, mm-hmm. I down, I <clears throat> got it on. PC or I threw Oregon. Oh yeah, probably way different. <laughs> and right off the bat, I like it a lot better than Battlefield One. Even though I will say I didn't put a whole lot of time into Battlefield One. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but but that's because I just didn't really like. It just didn't feel like it. This one feels more like what I've played with Battlefield Three and Battlefield Four when they came out. Yeah. Um, I can tell you from the two games that I played of Battlefield Five that I don't know how much time I'm actually going to put into it because it's very squad-oriented, the games that I've played. Yeah, it seemed... I So I'll tell you my story real fast. I, I kind of did the same thing. I went by myself, and then I happened to just text one of my buddies, Kevin. He used to be on the, you know, the Threat X3 protection team with us. I texted him up, and I'm like, you know, hey, Beta came out, you know, just kind of like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And so he ended up calling me or texting me later. It's like, oh, yeah, is it free? I'm like, yeah, open Beta. And so we ended up hopping on with each other. Huge, huge difference. I mean, even just one person who, when you say, hey, let's go here, they actually freaking do it, <laughs> can make right. a huge difference. Because now there's two targets rather than just one, so it's like you have half the chance of not dying. Um, but I think the biggest thing about this that just makes it so unbearably mediocre is that it just it just feels like Battlefield. You know, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just like, here's more Battlefield. You know, even the change from World War One to Two doesn't feel that different. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess I can see that. But for me, when I played Battlefield 1, it did not feel like the Battlefield I played before. And I played a lot of Battlefield 3 and 4. Well... More three than four because I played Battlefield Four at launch and that was oh, buggy. Yeah. It was basically broken. Yeah. Um, but I will say it feels tight. Like it feels like toit. really like toit. The mat 
and especially on PC because um, anyone who's listening who if you play PC you understand what I'm saying uh, Battlefield definitely is one of my favorite PC shooters to play yeah, um, rather I than probably on console see that. Um, because it's just it's more sim oriented and it it plays now I was having a little bit contr- uh, trouble with the controls because um, on if you're looking at your keyboard uh, WASD is how you move um, how you crouch in, in this one was with control, but you had to hold control. So oh. I haven't played PC like shooters in a while. Yeah. And so I was fucking cramping up trying to get, cause I was like crouching everywhere trying to walk around. But right. um, the, my first match I played was conquest and it was definitely fun. Yeah. But, um, but I also, it goes back to, I'm definitely the more TDM guy. Um, cause I typically don't have like a couple hours to put into two conquest matches, even mm-hmm. though I like conquest. Um, so I probably would have had a better experience if in the beta, I could have just jumped into TDM, see how it played and then be like, okay, but, um, I can probably, I'll, I'll try it before it gets out before it, the beta runs out, out basically. Yeah, it runs <laughs> um, out of but energy. I, but I feel like black ops four, I'm going to be putting more time. Into oh my God. I mean, that's honestly what was in the back of my head the whole time. It's like, this is cool, but Blackout trailer just came out, and it's like, I cannot think of anything else, anything else shooter-related. Like, I'm thinking about Spider-Man like a motherfucker, because it's just like, Spider-Man, I want to play it, I want to play it. But shooter, shooter-wise, shooter I cannot think of anything else but that Blackout um, uh, beta, which is why I'm so mad. I didn't even have, like, $5, I, which, you know, now that I know, know the whole Amazon trick, which, you know, don't sue us. Um, now that I know that trick, I'll definitely use it, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, it's just, it's just more battlefield. Um, I, it's, it's also hard to judge because I don't know how many of the systems are final. So a good example Mm -hmm. is in battlefield one, my biggest complaint and my biggest like gripe about the entire game was their weapons. They did this mm-hmm. really shady thing where it's like, oh, we have 12 weapons. It's like, no, you have three and you have different variants of each weapon. So it's like, here's the exact same gun, only now it has a different scope on it. Here's the exact same gun, but now it has like a silencer on it and stuff like that. And it was just so shady because it's like they were charging you the full price of a gun, which was like 600 requisition points or whatever the heck they called it in Battlefield 1. But it's, you know, so there was a couple of times I think I accidentally bought the wrong gun because I didn't know what the attachment was called and so i Mm -hmm. bought the wrong gun and it's just like okay now i'm stuck with this thing because they're so stupid and now i would have to say one of my biggest complaints at least about the beta is that they fixed that and so now you can customize each um each like part of the gun rather than you know 12 different variants of the gun i like that however just from messing around with the barrels and stuff, a lot of it looked like it was just cosmetic. It is. There's no stat change. Exactly. That's a problem. Back yeah, in Battlefield sure. 3 and Battlefield 4 days, which is like the Battlefield I feel like modern people are used to. Yep. Back in those days, you had stat changes. And it wasn't just about the stat changes. Like, oh, I get more accuracy here, blah, blah, blah. It also 
it matters what situation you are. If you're playing off of like Operation Lockout, which is just very close quarters, you could you could have the same gun equipped, but maybe attachments are different. You mm. know. Whereas here, it feels like in different situations, you have to equip a completely different gun. And I don't like that. Because it's like, that's the whole point of attachments, is to take the gun that you know the recoil, you know how it's going to react. Take that gun, just make it a little bit better. Make it marginally better. So taking it and having it so that, like, the perfect example is the starter gun for the medic is like the, it's a machine gun and the barrel goes in the side of it. So your hand, like, is holding the magazine as, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. and there's like a stock for it and it changes the way it looks. But why would I care about the way it looks if it doesn't also give me better control of it? Right. It's a stock. That is literally like the reason to change your stock on a weapon is to get better control or get better recoil or something. Having absolutely no, you know, stat change, it's a huge it's just a huge red flag for me. It's like, oh, this is just going to be the exact same thing, you know, which also then makes me think, okay, the DLCs are free. Is this how they're going to do it? They're going to must. They're going to make us get all these weird, like, you know, we're going to have people walking around with pink guns and flame guns and all this other stuff. And meanwhile, EA is like, well, our number one thing is historical accuracy and blah. Now, something I will say, I, I had heard someone talking about it, and I thought I was going to dislike it, but if you didn't notice, um, when you when you spawn, you have maybe, at the most, two clips. Like, yes. In, like, you have, like, on the counter, I think it may be, like, it, 20 out of 34 at a time. It, it is like literally that. two clips. Most of, yeah. most of the guns you have, it is quite literally, like, 32 and 32. Um, I do like that, and kind of like what you were saying is that makes it a lot more squad-based. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't think I was going to like that um, because the person I was, I was hearing talk about it, they were like, you know, that's not that's not very good. But um, the map... Was, I don't, it, was I don't a Drifter? Remember. No, it wasn't Drifter. <laughs> no, the, the map I played on um, was the one with that has the... It's in the snow. Oh, like, I like that one, with yeah. The town. Yeah, so I actually kind of like having limited ammo because the places I would spawn on conquest like you know you can pick wherever but there was at least a few of the base stations or someone would be like hey here's ammo and so i did still manage to have ammo during firefights and there was one time that um i went to the bridge and decided to do recon just to try out the sniper right and i wasn't very good i didn't get a kill with sniper rifle but um we were trying to hold down b it was me and one other guy and you gotta get that d <laughs> well, we were trying to hold down B, but there were oh, guys. B, that were, sorry, that, gotta that get were, those well, balls. <laughs> there were guys that were coming from D um, okay, towards gotcha. the back of the bridge, and so we were like, like wedged in between some some crates, and like I was trying to, I was trying to like pop in and like shoot the sniper rifle at at the vantage that people were coming in through, and then I ran out of ammo, and I'm like, oh. And so I switched to my secondary and uh, cause I'd run out of my primary and I just started like popping off rounds and it was really satisfying cause it made yeah. me like in that firefight, I'm out of ammo, switch to secondary pop off and I got a couple kills. Yeah, definitely. So I actually did like that. Um, yeah, I definitely like it. It 
it feels a little bit more realistic in the sense that you know usually in in a wartime situation you do only go in with like a couple of clips now granted i do feel like you go in with more than two but i'm not gonna get that into it um if we're uh, in a modern sense yeah you have at least like fucking five five or six in a mole patch in in one pouch you can fit two magazines so right right and depending on how you set it up because they're all velcro you can have like three or four of those so three or four times you know two obviously and that's why in most modern shooters you have a lot of ammo because technically that makes sense yeah right i don't know yeah um one thing i did like was the med pack system did you like that so the the med is very interesting to me because i'm used to in battlefield being when i'm out of ant when i'm out of health like i need a medic to come heal me or run medic and you know you go and heal people so the fact that it has autogen now i find very interesting yeah um well i mean like yeah you regen it's very very slow it takes a very long time for you to regen but what i really like is so you know if somebody throws a med pack at you you automatically start to re uh regenerate your health but then another thing is is that it gives you a medical supply and then you can self-heal did you ever right yeah okay yeah, i was I just making that, sure yeah. you knew about that because you said like you said you only did like two matches yeah so that is cool that i is really that... like that because yeah. i mean it still makes you it still makes you have to think about you know team oriented stuff but if I'm stuck out on the front lines and maybe, you know, my buddy is up on a hill because he hasn't made his way down yet and I get stuck in a situation where I'm like literally in a, you know, a crater and I need health, but he can't get to me because there's too much, you know, crossfire or something. It's nice to have the option. It was like, okay, I'll just heal myself. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. It's definitely going to be interesting when it, when it comes out, but after playing the couple matches I did, I can see, and I am actually am kind of glad that, that they did delay it. Yeah, um, to November. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, don't I know think there's just I... some stuff that they have to work out because it's very interesting some of the changes they made. Yeah, I mean, I do like how like anybody can revive. That was another real good thing that I felt like. Yeah, was a a nice welcome change. You know, yeah, I th- you I do think it two times faster as a as a med pack guy or as a medic. But a medic, yeah. yeah. Sorry, what what did you say? Well, I think for a lot of OG Battlefield players, they're not going to like that change right off the bat, just because like I mainly ran medic, like when I played Battlefield yeah. three and four, just because I liked that class and I liked getting the extra points for reviving people. You know, mm-hmm. just using the the defib and getting them. So. Um, for more casual players, I think that's nice for sure, but I I can see a lot of OG players not caring for it right off the bat until I guess they get used to it. Yeah, and I th- I feel like the the biggest thing is is the fact that like it takes it takes a con- especially in competitive multiplayer it takes a considerable more to revive somebody if you don't have the syringe. It takes like maybe two to three seconds and then obviously double that if you don't have the syringe. So it's like in in a competitive nature, if people are like barreling down on you, that like those extra seconds can be like super detrimental. Um, but kind of going off of what you were saying about them, you know, having it delayed, like I just I don't know 
in order for me to buy it in order even even for like a christmas sale like it's you know 30 percent off during their black friday sale or something like that in order for me to buy it i honestly do not know if they could change a single thing because like i said it is just it's just more and that's that's good for some people but i just don't know if it's enough for me especially after their assorted past after their assorted past i don't know it's just like i i wish i i wish there was just more to it and there was you know more to love about it yeah i can agree with that Damn right you can. um <laughs> besides that for me um my wife and i've been <clears throat> getting back into AHS, um, more specifically, what's a uh, AHS? <clears throat> sorry. Sorry. It's, it's American horror story. I got it. Yeah. American horror story. <laughs> um, uh, apocalypse comes out like next, uh, this coming Wednesday. Yeah. And apparently it's a cross between seasons one and seasons three of American horror story being murder house and coven. And so we're going back Ooh. and we're watching coven. Cause I haven't actually sure, seen coven. Sure. So, that's very interesting. Um, you're speaking a you're speaking a different language to me. <laughs> oh, have you have you seen any of the American Horror? I saw. Okay, here's my. Uh, it's a it's a quick story. It's not a long one. Uh, here's my quick story for American Horror Story. I didn't know it was an anthology, so I watched season one. I really liked it, and then season two came along. It was a completely different era. But it still had the same people. I was extremely confused, and I just haven't gotten back to it. So I haven't. Wa- I hadn't watched any of them. Oh, really? Um, oh. Well, well, no, well, so a couple years ago, uh, twenty fifteen, I hadn't watched any at that point because I'm not a big horror guy, and yeah. so I was like, that doesn't interest me. And so my wife, she was like, I really want you to watch it with me because she's a big horror person, and. Um, so we started hotel, which was the one that was coming out at the time. She wanted me to watch it. Uh-huh. And both, I found it kind of interesting, but she was like, this is just, isn't very good. <laughs> and so, so next year, Roanoke season six came out and we both watched that and like, Oh, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And then the following year, this, this past year, cult came out and cult to her. She said that that might be one of the best seasons of American horror story. Um, because it, and for me, I liked it a lot because it was less like spooky stuff and more like real life. Oh, this is actual scary kind of. Shit. This could yeah, actually like psychological happen. kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was very psychological because it did deal with like mob mentality and cult. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, but going back and watching Coven, Coven is really good. Um, but I can definitely see the different generation of American Horror Story, like where the writers saw, hey, let's change this up a little bit. Let's yeah. change the way we we tell these stories. Because I think that seasons one through four are pretty much similar, just in the sense of how they tell the story. Um, but uh, I'm really enjoying Coven so far. It's, it's, uh, it's cool. It's something that I didn't think I would like as much, but I, it definitely has me like going yeah i don't know like i guess i like the concept of it you know it's basically like each season and we sort of talked about this before you know when we were talking about seasons and how they need to be complete or or movies need to be complete or something like that and it's like it's it's a nice concept as far as like this season is is uh you know each or should i say each season is its very own thing and it's like i like the concept of it but it's like 
I don't know. I feel like it would have been a completely different situation if I knew that going into it. Because going into it, it's like I really enjoyed the really enjoyed the first season. I was like, this is awesome. And then, spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen it, um, they all die at the end pretty much. So, like, my mind was like, oh, is season two going to be they are haunting people? Oh, this is going to be so cool. And then for it to just go somewhere completely different, like, I just wasn't expecting that. Like, no, nobody warned me that, like, that's what they did. Like, oh, no, that's its own self-contained story. And the next season is its own self-contained and so on and so forth. Like, if I would have known that, I just feel like my experience would have been so so much different you know and it's like you and kevin are big components of it as far as like the you know like it's like ah if you guys like it i should definitely try it out but it's just like uh for sure it um i will say watch either cult or um watch uh roanoke uh cult is definitely more real life if you want something that's a little more real kind of interesting watch cult if you're in the mood for something a little bit more um so this isn't a spoiler but the way they tell the story of roanoke is like you remember that show a haunting on discovery channel no so they (laughs) they tell it like they tell the story like it's uh an interview and so this this person is talking to these people and then the the main like spooky horror stuff is um, l- like a recreation oh, of okay. their experience. So it's really cool. It's it's it also has Cuba Gooding Jr. in it. Oh wow! So it's good. Definitely, I would definitely check those two out for sure. And then if you like those, go back and um, go back and check the other ones out. I haven't seen Murder House either, but I'm just gonna watch a recap before it happens because that one didn't interest me too much yeah yeah but what about you nick that's pretty what about me me? um well there's a couple of things um i'll start with the you know obviously i did the beta just like you did um and then we were having problems with it so we just switched over to dead by daylight and it's like that is such a good game like i feel like (laughs) I I don't know like I'm going to look up right now what it what its review is but I just feel like it didn't get a lot of attention. I um, want to say it's maybe a 7 by daylight PS4 let's just go like that. Um so according to the, oh wow. Yeah. Um so Metacritic has it at a 64% and 6.8 on GameSpot. So it's not loved by any means. Um, but it's just, but I think it's better reviewed than Friday the 13th. Yeah. I want to look that up. Let's go. I don't know if that's saying a whole lot, but <laughs> yeah, right. Friday the 13th game PS4. And that one is sitting at a 61%. <laughs> so literally 3% dead by daylight. According to this. And I totally don't agree with it whatsoever. Dead by daylight. According to this is 3% better. <laughs> Just I, I haven't personally played it myself, but just from what I heard, the game itself, Friday the 13th, was very, very broken. And for a lot of people, and I think it's the people who like Friday the 13th as a franchise, for a lot of people, that was part of its charm. It was like a B-movie, but it was a video game, and they had a lot of fun with it. And then when it was working, there's even a lot of servers that will do role-playing and stuff like that. And that's great. 
But then all I can really speak to is my personal experience. And my personal experience is this is so much more tense. So much more tense. Because you look at Friday the 13th, your main objectives is to rummage around in anything and everything and hope that you find like keys and a battery and this and like you're finding parts to get out of there this adds a just a whole new layer of like tension because it's it's a set location that that everybody knows where the well i mean not everybody you can't like see it on a map or anything but it's a set location that the killer can know where that location is you're holding down a button and then the skill check comes out and then you could fail it and then the killer will know where you are Uh that extra layer of tension is just like palpable a lot of times so we switch from the b battlefield beta over to that and just like instantly we're just having so much fun with it like it's just it feels like being in a horror story and i would argue that it's even better it's even better than a normal horror game because in a normal horror game you have a lot of atmospheric you know storytelling which i you know i i would still say that dead by daylight has that but a lot of it is just like jump scares you know it's like ah something shows up in front of your screen and ah Whereas this, that extra layer of tension, like, makes me scareder than, like, going through vents and the alien popping out. Because it's, yeah. like, it's that extra layer of tension and just, oh, my God. Uh, uh, and, and then the skill check comes up and you, you think you pushed it at the right time, but maybe you pushed it just a little bit too soon. And you're like, no! Ah! Ah! F- oh, God! Ah! And you're just, like, running. Or you hear that heartbeat. And you're like, oh, he's getting close. And so you're like frantically looking around. Should I stay here and continue to repair or should I, you know, run and hightail it? But if I run and hightail it, he might see me. So it's like, ah, um, and not only that. Okay. Like, uh, if you do Freddy Krueger instead of boom, 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 which you'll still get that, but you'll have the la, 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 la. yes it is super terrifying um and then uh, there's just i don't know it's just it's so such a good game i really wish it got way better acknowledgement from it and then also it has that thing that i feel like battleborn had battleborn had the audacity to come out around the same time as Overwatch, whereas this had the audacity to come out around the same time as Friday the 13th, which actually, on the PC at least, it came out way, way before. Way, way before. And that's where it got most of its community, I think. But for the PlayStation and us, you know, console peasant folk, you know, it came out right around the same time. And so a lot of people I feel like might've gravitated towards Friday the 13th because that has the name recognition dead by daylight. Like I feel like the best thing about it is that it takes a lot of slasher films and mushes it together. 
Like it has a chainsaw guy and it's pretty much the hills have eyes. It has a clown guy on there. It's clearly supposed to be like it, you know, and then then they just straight up have Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, uh, the guy from Saw, uh, Leatherface, you know, and it's like they couldn't do that on Friday the 13th because it's all about Jason. Jason, 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 Jason. Jason. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. I really got myself going just now. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Compose yourself, Nick. You can do this. Um, but yeah, I just had so much fun with it. And then today, since he wasn't on, but I was, I had a bunch of fun playing as the killer. And so I actually found a new character. It's new to me, obviously. It's been there since the beginning. But it's this. I want to. I want to. I think it's called the wretch. And so the cool thing about her is that you can set a trap. And so then when somebody triggers the trap. Uh, basically like a little pop-up of you comes up and so it makes them super scared but then the cool thing is i can teleport to that trap and so you strategically place these next to like hooks you know so that you put somebody on the hook and then you put a trap down so if somebody tries to go save them you know you might not get there in time to stop them from saving them but you then just hit them again and put them back on the hook (laughs) so people just get pissed off and they're like you know this (laughs) and so um but there was this one time i put the i put the person on the hook i put the thing down and then i went off you know because i heard an explosion i'm like okay let me try to go get this person but i'll keep an eye out they trigger the trap i teleported there and then um, if you get them as they're trying to get the person off the hook, it stuns them. So then I was able to carry her to another hook. Um, the hook was really far away. So, like, I was afraid she was going to wiggle off, but she was stunned. So she was, like, she wasn't even able to wiggle for the first, like, five seconds or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and, I mean, one of the disadvantages of this character is that it's actually kind of easy to wiggle away from him um you're actually kind of small like you know like short what's the what's the really short short guy on uh uh golden eye odd job odd job yeah it's basically odd job because like your perspective is like each of these characters are actually like a little taller than you it kind of seems like like in their crouching and you're like looking at head level (laughs) so and it's so and so that's the disadvantage of it but then like if you use it to your advantage it's yeah i i really liked it so i was having a lot of fun with that um then as far as movies go uh next gen came out for netflix have you did you end up watching that one i did i did um i i wasn't expecting to like it as much as i did um, what a pleasant surprise. Yes. It's, and I hate to say this. I say this every time a Netflix movie comes out. But it's, in this particular case, especially for a Netflix movie, this was awesome. So I'll go ahead and go with mine. Um, you were telling me to check it out. And I remember seeing like the little clips that Netflix automatically plays when you click over it. Right. Um, but from, from it, I was like, oh, this is just like Big Hero 6. Exactly. That was my first reaction. And it took me a little bit to kind of get into it. Like, cause 
I, I don't agree know if it's just. That. I don't know if it's just. It, it could be that, or me just being like, you know, oh, like I'm, I'm, you know, making myself watch this. Um, but easily within the first thirty minutes, I was like, oh, okay, like this is different. This is going somewhere I didn't expect it to. Yeah. And um, my general consensus is, I kind of feel like I, I kind of, I, I don't know if I like it more, but I feel like this is a better movie than Big Hero Six. Yeah, I could see what you mean. Big Hero it feels Six like was a, very formulaic, and it's like here's a Disney movie. Yes, it was an origin. Not only was it a Disney movie, and you really feel like you can know what to expect from a Disney movie, but it was also an origin movie. So those are two type of movies that you just you know where it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, minor spoilers, I guess, but it's like adding in that whole thing about memory and how he he has x amount of hours until everything just restarts like that was like that was really touching because it's like it showed him every night deleting certain things but then you'd also see him like look at certain memories and he's like i don't want to get rid of that that's too precious to me and i'm like oh even that one part super super spoilery so go ahead like 30 seconds but that one part where he has the bad memory where she basically calls him a stupid robot and then the good memory where she's smiling, but he hugs them both. And it's like, wow, like that, that's like, that's deep where yeah. big hero six, the, the biggest thing that really happens is like, Oh, my dad dies. Just like every freaking Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, the bi- here we go again. <laughs> the best comparison I can give relating back to our uh, last week's episode is this feels like spider amazing spider-man one versus spider-man homecoming in the sense of like big hero six is kind of like spider-man homecoming and this is kind of like the amazing spider-man okay because it has a very similar kind of Story, not necessarily. They're both kind of similar movies in in kind of where they try to tell the story in, but this one has so much more. Like, this isn't a Disney movie. This right. is a like actually good movie that yes. happens to be animated. Yes, yes, I I definitely agree. Um, and I feel like the part that you could see the ending, like the the uh, the plot, quote unquote. The fact that you could see that coming from a mile away, it's like I turned to my wife. It's like, ah, this is like iRobot. Like, <laughs> yes, one hundred percent iRobot. Thinking this was like Big Hero Six and iRobot. Exactly. But I mean, I I do feel like the biggest thing that was, um, that just made this movie so much better is that you know, uh, Baymax was just very much a robot, um, whereas, you know, I guess seven seven three six or whatever the heck. It was seven two three. Yeah, it was very much. He was a character. He was conscious, you know, Mm -hmm. and Baymax to a certain extent. But just the whole time, Baymax was just like, "Hey, I am here to help you." And it was just very. Whereas here, here we have John Krasinski, which you know, good for John. You know, this is uh, a quiet place that came out this year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like he's coming off of the high tales of that, and then this, it's like. For for me at least, like I don't know how. Oh God, I don't even want to look at the reviews. I'm going to, but I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. Don't make me do it. Well, well. See, I haven't rated anything on Netflix since they implemented this new system. I clicked the thumbs up on this because yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. 
Let, while you're doing that, let's also talk about how I was not... So this movie, in more ways than one, is not what I was expecting. Uh-huh. I literally was laughing out loud when um, 7-7 came into May's yard and the dog was let out and he starts barking yep. and he's cycling through translation and the dog's like, <laughs> where the beep beep, where the beep beep, I'm gonna beep beep, beep you up. Beep. And then like, and, oh my and then, guess. And that was Michael so, Pena, which Michael Pena definitely has a relationship with Netflix oh, now. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yes. So I'm also going to, if you want to fast forward a little bit more, uh, anyone who's listening, I'm going to spoil uh, something else. I really appreciated how the dog's head in the door was a running joke throughout the movie. Yes. Like at the vi- like at the end when the door was Set closing. Off, and I was like, reminder, oh. payoff. Yeah, yeah. So I was when she stopped the door from closing. I'm like, oh, she did it, and then it circled down, and the dog was like, ow. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I really appreciated that that was a that, that was a reoccurring thing. But it's also what I wasn't expecting because not only does like they bleep out the dog, but there's that scene where the mom starts going crazy, yeah, and like she starts cursing, and it's like, what what is this movie? Yeah, I'm like, wondering just, if like it's if. It, it, were we seeing that from the you know the robot's perspective, and so his technology just naturally edited her out, or do we live in a you know a society where they edit stuff out? You know, like it it brings up an interesting you know little tidbit. Well, well, I don't even mean that. I just mean like this is an animated movie that kind of looks like it's designed for kids because, or well, like it it'd be good for kids because it's also tvpg on the rating right and then like those instances happen i'm like those definitely don't happen in disney movies right yes. like the fact of it just being censored but um i 100 percent like this movie has a lot more heart than i thought it was going to yeah um yeah it is i def highly highly recommend it like i am planning on making a post to say hey if you guys aren't watching this movie like you're doing a disservice because i was this is a hidden gem for sure i was yeah. not expecting to like it all right as so, much as i did um would you like to know what the score is oh uh well first off uh, is it like in percentage uh imdb is what we have right here and so it's a me, 10 scale right yeah and then right here let's see if there's a is there rotten tomatoes here i'll open up the rotten tomatoes okay. as well so i'm going to give i'm going to say on imdb it's a five or a six mm. and a rotten tomatoes it's gonna probably be a between 40 and 60% critics review and probably a 70 audience review. Okay. So, um, according to IMDb, it's 6.9. So a little bit higher than you thought. Um, and Rotten Tomatoes critics haven't even talked about it apparently because there is no tomato meter available. However, the audience score for it, which I want to go change this. I'm going to go, I'm giving it five. Well, I'll do four and a half, maybe. Because it's definitely not perfect by any means. Ah, crap. No. It's not going to let me. Anyways, so it's a 72. So that you were a lot closer. Okay. You were a lot closer to that prediction right there. But um, I wish it was at least closer to like 75. 
because it's like I do kind of see how like it, there was a couple of missteps or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, but I, I definitely feel like it deserves way more than that because especially like the IMDb like six point nine. No, I I don't agree with that whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, um, and I really do feel like and. You know, might be a dick for me to say it, but it's like I really do feel like the fact that it's a Netflix series or a movie needs to be taken into account. This, yeah, this is probably one of the best Netflix originals. Would you agree? Well, I would, and let's also talk about how beautiful this movie is god dang gorgeous like the this is a pixar is movie fan yeah it's it's actually i mm, mm, this is gonna sound a little bit blasphemous i think it's a little bit better than pixar better than pixar quality yeah because the animation i haven't seen an animation like this before in a 3d style yeah it's polished better it at times looked real life yes definitely like it looked real life except for maybe just the facial features of of some of the other characters but um one of I just got to thinking about it. Another thing that I really enjoyed how they played out in the scene again, spoiler for the movie, is when you you know like after he deletes his his weapons core system, right? You know that it's going to come about that he's going to have to re, re, restore it and lose all of his memories. Oh yeah, it's the whole um, what's it called the Kaczynski's law? If there's a gun on the wall, it needs to go off sometime. <laughs> yeah. But how they did it, I loved. Like, while he's mid-fight, he's uh, piece by piece getting his weapon systems back. But also piece by piece, it's showing that memory that he had that's disappearing. Yeah. Like, instead of it being a whole lump sum, like, oh, it's restored, I lost all my memories. It's like, action sequence, boom, punch. I got this weapon back, I'm losing this memory. Like, the way they paced it was really, really good. Yeah. I mean, it definitely... It definitely invoked like the Pixar, you know, you always, you're always going to cry at a Pixar movie. It's like, you know, you just, and it very, I didn't straight up um, like ball like I would have during like Toy Story 3, but it definitely got me like welling up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I welled up a couple times too. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, like, it's just the, the story, like, the structure of the story was just also just, I mean, I guess just not what I expected. Because, I mean, I think both of us probably were expecting something like Big Hero 6 where she was going to she was gonna team up with this guy and they were going to be superheroes. But this was actually a very personal story, and I really mm-hmm. like that about it. You actually can see in the robot's performance that um, he doesn't like what they're doing. Oh, yeah. When he got to that part, oh, that was like, yeah, that was breaking your heart because it's like she was, you know, uh, and obviously then she was just being a bad friend because it's like, you know, it's like, oh, well, can we do something I like? And I thought we were having fun. And like, but it's that whole part of her where. And I mean, I feel like the beginning of the movie set it up perfectly when it was doing the whole like rock and roll and she was like drawing angry faces because it's like what what happened with her father. She just went to a really dark place. And so then she finally found somebody who she thought was going as dark as she was. But then he wasn't. And that really kind of 
you know, it, she, the reaction to that was just like, ugh, just this whole movie. It's just like so deep and it didn't need to be. It's a Netflix original. You know, it didn't need to be this like this should have. I, I, I almost wish this would have been in the theaters because it's like maybe it would have because I feel like there's definitely this stigma and I do it myself. So I'm part of the problem. There's definitely this stigma about Netflix movies like they're not even considered for awards sometimes because mm. they're they're you know on netflix um i feel like they just don't get they don't get the same amount of i don't know like they just don't get the same amount of like affinity like people just don't look them as films you know and it's like when it's an adam sandler team movie like okay yeah you know I can get why I like Adam Sandler, but I can get why you would think that. But then we have something like this and something like uh, like Bright for me was a it was a blockbuster movie. Was it a great movie? Did a lot of it make sense? Did they just throw some stuff in there because it's like, oh, here's fantasy in the common world? Yeah, definitely. But it was a blockbuster movie. It was a good blockbuster movie. And I feel like because it was Netflix, there was some reviewers that just straight up tore it apart. And part of their reasoning was they were trying to make a statement against movies like this. You know what this kind of reminds me of in terms of surprising quality? Kind of reminds me of How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. To where I didn't expect How to Train Your Dragon to have the story that it had and to be as good as it was. Mm -hmm. I went into it expecting to see another DreamWorks animated movie, and I didn't get that. I got something way more than that. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's a good comparison. I think there's also something to be said of I have never heard of this uh, company that that made the movie. Me either. Never. I've never seen their logo. I've never heard their name. And this is their first one, even at a 72% of, of people liking it, a very first outing and CG for that matter, being that good. I feel like, you know, this might be a company to start watching, you know, when Spirited Away came out and everybody was on top of that. And then they came out with one after another. It's like, oh, we need to, we need to pay attention to this company. And then same thing for this, like, we got to pay attention to this company because I want to see what they come up with next. I want to see, especially just how Pixar quality, like any CG movie getting up to Pixar standards in, in, in visual and storytelling. Because the thing is that like DreamWorks, they, they have their Pixar esque quality as far as visuals but no dreamworks cg movie in my personal opinion comes close as far as the deepness the storytelling of a pixar movie here we have like the one of the first outings maybe there's other first outings but one of the first outings of a company and they bring it in all departments in my opinion yeah totally agree so Oh, it's just so, just so. All right, yeah, that's our uh, impressions on next gen. Both of us definitely are high on it. We is if you have Netflix, watch it. It's it's worth it's worth it for sure. So, but let us know if you do watch it. Let us know what you thought about it and and it. But if you did watch it, let us know. Did you like it? Do you have as much you know? 
love for it as we do or not let us know tx3 productions or threat x3 productions on facebook all right so next up should have been comic book book club but you know uh we had a problem with batman you know batman the longest holiday is not on comicsology and then come to find out no batman is on comicsology now they just came out with that th- what what's it called dc like the dc access dc access yeah they came out with that and i do believe comic books are included in it so i'm thinking that's why but at the same time it's like it's like disney trying to go off and do their own netflix it's just like why are you alienating like a whole segment of your people just so that you can oh they're gonna go do our own stuff it's like cbs cbs is another really good example it's like let's have a star trek but only have it on cbs access it's like are you freaking kidding me you know of course there's gonna be a bunch of trekkies out there that are gonna buy it specific or you know have the first week for free or something i can't remember and they're gonna watch it specifically for that but it's like i don't know it just seems like you have so much to choose from you have amazon prime you have hulu you have netflix you know why create your own thing you know it's like if somebody tried to come out with their own modern shooter nowadays or even like well, a world war Two shooter nowadays it's like without their call of duty battlefield or you know without that if you know association with it, it's like you're kind of setting yourself up for you know failure so since that's not working we decided in honor of spider-man coming out on the playstation 4 which honestly i surprised i didn't think about this before but in honor of spider-man coming out we're going to do the amazing spider-man volume 2 and volume 3 it's the prelude to the spider-verse and spider-verse so i thought that would be the perfect one to do because you can do all the different costumes in spider-man and actually i didn't know this it's not just cosmetic the costumes actually have their own like superpower so it's like oh heck yeah that's that's kind of cool so that's what comic book book club's gonna be and we're gonna postpone that for a week so that everybody has a chance to read that and that guess what is on comicsology so <laughs> so we can actually freaking do it now um i don't know about you but yeah i'm not gonna go buy like a 14 dollar comic book just for a comic book book club and i would like to say the same thing for our listeners i don't want to force them to go buy something when we could just say hey you know go do comicology and you know we'll do a comic book book club together i mean it just seems like so much easier to do that so once again this next week we're going to talk about volume one or volume two and volume three of the amazing spider-man the prelude to the Spider-Verse and then Spider-Verse itself. So I'm actually really excited because out of all the storylines, I think that's one I was definitely really interested in for Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man comics are some of my favorites. Yes. They're so good. Oh, yes, definitely. All right. So that is pretty much the show. And that was a little bit shorter than usual. That's because, you know, with scheduling mishaps and stuff like that, you know, Jeff having to get out of here. Um, so, uh, that is it for us today. So once again, TX3 Productions, you can go there. Coming up on the next episode, BoJack Horseman comes out on the 14th. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm definitely going to binge it in the, on the weekend for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm still in that Paradise PD hutch. So uh, I started that. Why did you make me watch that? <laughs> it's, it's so terrible. It's so terrible. And it's like um, the thing I could equate it or I can I the thing I can compare it to is like Sausage Party. I feel like oh, yeah. there's a lot of it that's gross for the sake of being gross. It's not gross in a smart way, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, I don't like that. I like, but at the same time, it's not horrible. So it's like, yeah, I'm watching it, but it's really, this is, this is the thing I'm watching until Bojack comes out. I am so excited, especially after that one episode where it's all from his mother's perspective. It's like, ah, oh, premium. Just premium. So I can't wait to see I can't wait to see the next episode or the next season. And so we'll talk about that. Um I I mean I'd like to say that by next episode I get a paycheck. So I'm hoping to play Spider-Man and maybe Tomb Raider. Although I might save Tomb Raider for the next time just because, you know. So uh and then actually next guest that we're gonna have, her name is Malafakara. And it's one of our first women. So that's exciting. We get a different perspective on here. So I'm actually really excited about that. We had a show with her before for once in a fortnight. Really cool girl. And can't wait to have her on the show. So check us out next time. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you, Nate. Oh, you're you're most very well welcome. Yeah, well, thank you. And thanks for joining us uh, for this episode of Nerd to the Third, where you can always talk nerdy to me. Um, just from what I've heard, I can't I can't say anything because I have not personally played it. But just what's up? What are you doing up there? I'm working. Wait, wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm working, sweetie. I want that. You want that? Okay, take it and get out. Okay? I love you so much. I love you. Okay, close the door. I thought you said I want to talk. It's <laughs> <laughs> something that I think we can relate back to our conversation we had last episode where... Uh, sorry, pause. It's a queen! Are you painting rocks again? Oh, no, that's a cookie. Is that a cookie? Can I have a cookie? Oh, cookie. Let me back. Did you make this? Yeah. You made it? Yeah. Good job. Let me. Oh, that's yummy. It's crunchy, too. Good job, baby. You put sprinkles and made them blue. You put in sprinkles? Yeah. Good job, baby. It's yummy. It's yummy, baby. Thank you. Yes, it's green. Yes. I like the color. Thanks, baby. Go ahead. What were we saying?